Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Salam, Ala Nabiyana Muhammadin, Wala Alihi, Wa Ashabihi, Womaniqtada Bisunatihi, Ilayomidini, Amma Bad. So we continue, Bidnillah Ta'ala, with the explanation of the Aqidah of the Raziyain, the two Imams, Rahimahullah Ta'ala from the narration taken from their, their son and nephew Ibn Abi Hatim Rahmatullahi Alayhi After dealing with the affair of the position of Ahl Sunnah the people of the Sunnah as it relates to um, not uh, excommunicating Ahl Kabair and that we do not excommunicate and take people who are believers from the from the realms of Islam without any proof and evidences from Allah After that we're dealing with an affair which is very similar and connected to this affair as it relates to a lot of the deviance that has occurred <coughs> from particular groups and people of Bid'ah and that is the affair of the ruler the affair of the ruler and the principles and position of Ahl Sunnah Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah as it relates to uh, how we should deal with an obedient ruler or a ruler that is uh, is a ruler that that makes mistakes and the position of Ahl Sunnah as it relates to our relationship with that ruler the imams rahimahumullah ta'ala they began and they said wa nuqimu fardh al-jihad wal hajj ma'a a'immati al-muslimin fi kulli dahrin wa zamanin and that they said that and we establish the obligation of jihad hajj with the ruler besides the ruler in every time and age wala nara al khuruj ala la immati wala al qital fi al fitna and we do not hold that it is permissible to go against and revolt against the rulers we do not fight them in times of turbulation, in times of fitna. وَنَسْمَعُ وَنُطِيعُ لِمَنْ وَاللَّهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَمْرَنَا وَلَا نَنْزَعُ يَدًا مِنْ طَاعًا And we hear and obey. We hear and obey those who Allah has put in charge of us. Yani the rulers. And uh, we do not remove ourselves from obeying them. We do not remove ourselves from obeying them. The Imam Rahimullah Ta'ala, he began with the first main issue and that is that we establish the jihad, the legislated jihad and also hajj with the ruler. And this is a statement here to establish that jihad is indeed an obligation which has its legislation and proofs and evidences conditions and so forth just like every other type of worship and ibadah has legislation rulings conditions and etiquettes and manners likewise jihad has 
Not the jihad that we hear from the Khawarij that they claim is jihad. That's not jihad, that's just literally killing. Jihad is ibadah, legislated by Allah Ta'ala in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we established this with the Imam, the ruler of the believers in every time, in every age. And secondly, that which is established here is the makana and the status of the ruler. And that is that we obey them. We obey the rulers in that which is in accordance to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And we will deal with some principles regarding that, inshallah, today. And the third affair which is connected again to today's lesson is Al-Hirsu ala jamil kalimatil muslimin. And that is that we are very, or we emphasize the believers being together and avoiding dispute and turmoil and turmoil in, in, in the Ummah and this is connected to having peace and tranquility as it relates to the rulers as is mentioned by Umar ibn Khattab ta'ala where he said لا إسلام إلا بجماعة he said radiyallahu an that there is no Islam without there being a jama'ah and the believers being together ولا جماعة إلا بإمارة and they cannot be together except with rulership ولا إمارة إلا بسمع وطاعة and there is no rulership except with it is obedience to the ruler he said radiyallahu an there is no Islam yani practice properly illa bi jama'ah except with the believers being together wala jama'ah illa bi imara and there is no jama'ah except when there is a rulership meaning the effective jama'ah the effective togetherness of the believers is when there is a rulership established rulership wala imara and there is no established rulership illa bi sama except that there has to be obedience hearing and obeying that particular ruler that is the first section you can say as it relates to the statement of the imams and that is that these three areas are indeed focused on uh, in that point the second portion is specifically now dealing with the etiquette that we must have as the people of the Sunnah and the etiquette that every Muslim should have with the ruler. Where he says, And we do not hold it permissible to revolt against the ruler and not to fight in times of turmoil. This point here barakallahu feekum has two parts has two parts the first part is the mawqif ahl sunnah the position of the people of the sunnah as it relates to those who Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala from his decree has placed in charge of the muslims 
is, has placed them in charge of the Muslim. And the Messenger وسلم, has mentioned in various narrations, and there's been various narrations reported from him وسلم, as relates to this affair. And from them, Barakallahu Fikum, is the hadith of Auf ibn Malik, radiyallahu an. But the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ala man waliya alayhi walin, fara'ahu yati shay'an mi ma'asiyatillah, falyakrah ma yati min ma'asiyatillah, wala yanzi'anna yadan min ta'a. Very comprehensive narration from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aladhi la yantiqu anil hawa, wa ila wahin yuha. Doesn't speak from his desire, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a revelation revealed to him. And he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that whoever has a ruler that has been put in charge of him, and that means a ruler in general or a governor in a particular town or governor in a particular city and so forth, or generally the ruler in general. And he sees that ruler come or fall into something from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. It's upon that subject to hate that sin. Hate that sin and he doesn't follow the ruler in that sin. But he does not remove and withdraw himself from his obedience. He does not with, with, withdraw himself or remove himself from his obedience. The obedience of that ruler. And this hadith is in Sahih Muslim. The hadith of Auf. Ibn Malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and that is because revolting against the ruler barakallahu fikum fihi mafasid kabira has a, a lot of ill effects and corruption that occurs due to this act and revolting against the ruler or the ruler that may be sinning, or ruler that has sinned, revolting is more harmful to the believers than that particular sin from the ruler. And from the maxims and the principles of the deen of Islam is that we balance the benefits and the harms. We balance the benefits and the harms. And no doubt, as one can see in history, that there hasn't been a revolt except that there's been evil that's come after it. Some that we've experienced in our time from various countries. The so-called revolution. As Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah has mentioned the likes. That no one has revolted against the ruler. Whether the ruler is a sinner or not. Except the evil that has come after it. Is more than that which was there before. That's a statement of Ibn Taymiyyah. And this is something that we see and we've witnessed. Those of us who have been around. That there has never been any type of benefit or maslaha in revolting against the ruler. Or rather the etiquette that... We must have, barakallahu fikum, with the ruler, 
is um, we have to have disobedience to the ruler even if he is sinning we have that general obedience to the ruler and we have munasaha and that the ruler is advised with gentleness and wisdom as is mentioned in the hadith on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is a hadith which is mentioned in the sunnah of Ibn Abi Asim and also the musnad of Imam Ahmed authenticated by Al-Imam Al-Albani rahimahullah ta'ala that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul man arada an yansaha lidhi sultan fala yubdihi ala niya fala yubdihi ala niya walakin ya'khud biyadihi fayakhluwa bih fa'in qabila minhu fadhaq wa illa qad adda wa illa kana qad adda الذي عليه أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم what the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he said of the likes whoever wants to advise the ruler the ruler is a human being he makes errors whoever wants to advise the ruler then do not make it public do not make the the the, the uh, advice public but take him by his hand in private and advise him and if he accepts that advice then so be it alhamdulillah and if he doesn't then you have indeed fulfilled that which is upon you so if you have the means to advise the ruler the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given us the etiquette the correct way to do so and that is firstly we do not make it public as is done by the khawarij and as we know the khawarij we can categorize them into two main categories the khawarij who take up swords and weapons against the ruler and then you have the khawariji the khawarij who are the qaidiyya who sit down with a microphone and just rile up the masses filling the people with emotion so they can do the other type of khuruj and that is with the sword the qaidiya they speak publicly regarding the errors that they see from the rulers and some of them are not even errors but if they were there is a way to solve this and to deal with this if you have the ability you advise them you do not advise them in public and the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said walakin ya'khudh biyadihi you take him by his hand look at the compassion you take him by his hand so you can see and you can envisage my dear brothers and sisters the compassion and the gentleness that is being used to advise the ruler fa yakhlu and it's in private, take him privately and advise him. And if he accepts it, alhamdulillah, and if he doesn't, then you have indeed fulfilled that which you have been told to do. And the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa he warned us that there may be some rulers, and there will be some rulers who are disobedient to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the hadith of Hudayfa, 
رضي الله عنه يكون بعد أئمة لا يهتدون بهدايا. He said after me, يعني in history, in 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 the future, there will be in the future there will be rulers who do not follow the guidance of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. ولا يستنون بسنتي and they do not take the sunnah of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم as a way. وَسِيَقُومُ فِيهِمْ رِجَالٌ قُلُوبُهُمْ قُلُوبُ الشَّيَاطِينَ And there will be from them men whose hearts are the hearts of the shayateen, evil hearts. فِي جِثْمَانِ الْإِنْسِ In the body of humans. قَالَ قُلْتُ And Hudayfa said, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ كَيْفَ أَسْنَعُ Listen to the way of the Sahaba, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ If this occurs, كَيْفَ أَسْنَعُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ what shall I do if I live long to experience this? Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ni said Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tasma'u wa tuti'u li amir. You maintain obey, hearing and obeying the ruler, even if they are ones that have that condition that he mentioned sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tasma'u wa tuti'u li amir. You hear and obey the ruler. وَإِن ضَرَبَ ظَهْرَكَ وَأَخَذَ مَالَكَ فَاسْمَ وَأَطِيعُ Even if he beat your backs and physically harmed you or took your wealth forcefully, you hear and obey. This is from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith in Sahih Muslim. In the, the chapter of the book of Al-Imara, rulership in Sahih Muslim which is an important chapter that we should read and study with the explanations of the ulama from Sahih Muslim. Now, the etiquette, the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has indeed displayed it for us. And the sahaba, as you can see, was seeking the sunnah in dealing with the affairs. And that is how we have to be seeking the sunnah in dealing with the affairs of the ruler, in the affairs of turmoil. In the, all affairs, we go back to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. قُلْتُ كَيْفَ أَسْنَعُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ That's what he said Alatul. Straight away he said, يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ What should I do in that situation if it reaches me? Aynam. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave the golden advice. In that one maintains the general obedience of that ruler, even if the ruler itself himself has corruption. Barakallahu Fikum. This is the way. And that ruler is advised by taking his hand with gentleness and wisdom and not publicizing and making uh, uh, Twitter uh, statements disparaging the ruler or whether it's in the newspapers disparaging the ruler or whether it's on the microphone disparaging the ruler on any social media app outlet disparaging the ruler this is not the way of the Salaf this is not the way of the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum and this is not the way of the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this is not what allah tabarak wa ta'ala legislated barakallahu fikum so the manhaj is clear the methodology is clear there's a methodology of ahl sunnah on how we deal with the ruler the second portion barakallahu fikum of this affair is the position and the way of ahl sunnah when there is turmoil and fitna involving the ruler 
And that is the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they dislike fighting in that fitna, in that trial. When there is a trial, a dispute between the believers, two groups from the believers. And they do not fight against the ruler. And this is the position of the people of the Sunnah. They distance themselves from those trials if there is a situation where the believers and the Muslims are fighting. Civil war, you can say, between the believers and the Muslims. And this is advice from the Messenger وسلم, He says, Take you stay away from this qital and this fighting and you stay away from all of the groups even if you were to hold on to the foundations of a tree so you can imagine just stay by yourself and hold on to that foundation of a tree staying away from the fitna staying away from the turmoil hatta yudrikakal mawt until death reaches you and you are upon that, meaning you are upon the correct path. So we do not hold it permissible to revolt against the ruler and not to fight in times of term, uh, uh, tribulations and turmoils. Amen. This is the position of Ahl-Sunnah in this hadith, again of Hudayfa radiyallahu ta'ala an. And the people of Bid'ah, from the Khawarij, the Mu'tazila and, 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 and those who follow their footsteps, they indeed oppose this affair. Because they try and judge affairs with their intellect. Not judging the affairs by the Quran and the Sunnah. They judge it by the intellects and being opportunists in benefiting from the emotions of the general Muslims. Because the Muslim, they want peace, they want the rule of Allah to be established. So the Khawarij, from the heads of them, will try and incite and take advantage of the emotions of the general person. Which is why it's important for the general people and the general Muslims and the Tulab al-ilm, students of knowledge, to seek ilm and knowledge as it relates to al-imara, as it relates to rulership. And the various and umpteen narrations from the Messenger وسلم, in that regard. Because having that ilm will indeed aid the person after the tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala. That knowledge that individual has and implementing that knowledge on the etiquettes of being a subject as it relates to the rulers. The people of Bid'ah, they use their intellect. Which is why we have the statement of Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an where he said Iyakum wa ashabu ra'i fa'innahum a'da'u sunnah Stay away from the people of opinion the people who use their intellect in place of the sunnah in place of the legislation Iyakum wa ashabu ra'i fa'innahum a'da'u sunnah They're the enemies of the sunnah the narrations 
traditions of the Messenger وسلم, and the Athar is too tiresome for them to memorize it. So they went and used the, took the easy option for them and that is their intellect. And they are indeed astray and led others astray. And this is how the Khawarij are. From the modern day Khariji, Sayyid Qutb and Maududi and also before them Hassan al-Banna. All of these people from the Khawarij of our era of our time. They're people of Ra'i, A'adah al-Sunnah, the enemies of the Sunnah, devoid of following the Athar and the, the Sunnah of the Messenger Wasallam, but riling up the masses with principles, devoid of proof and evidences, seeking the innocent general mass or masses of people who are not educated as it relates to the son of the Messenger Sallallahu And this is why we have what we have today from Boko Haram. And we have the likes of ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the rest of those fringe groups from the Khawarij. This is what they have done. In that they have used the principles taken from Sayyid Qutb, from his Dilal Al-Quran, and also... Hassan al-Banna before him and likewise Maududi after Sayyid Qutb these people from the main figureheads of the Khawarij of our time and they are the Ikhwan al-Muslimin who use the name Islamic Brotherhood as a name to attract the Muslim who loves the fact that there is Islamic Brotherhood but it's important that we understand a principle and a statement mentioned by Sheikh al-Islam ibn al-Qayyim ta'ala and also Muhammad Abdul Hab ta'ala mentions this in Kashi Shubahat and that is تَغِيرُ الْأَسْمَى لَا يُغَيِّرُ الْحَقِيقَةِ تَغِيرُ الْأَسْمَى لَا يُغَيِّرُ الْحَقِيقَةِ Changing the name does not change your essence. Changing the name does not change your essence. You can call yourself Ikhwani Muslimin, Islamic Brotherhood. You can call yourself the Tablighi Jama'ah, the group that propagates. You can call yourself Jihadi, the one that loves the Jihad. But it doesn't change your essence. You are Khariji, you are Khariji Mubtadi'ah. You are a person of Bid'ah, and you are a excommunicator you are a renegade Khariji Mu'tazili that's what you are and they beautify their names with modern names Islamic Brotherhood because it sounds good Jihad because Allah mentions it in the Quran and the Sunnah it's mentioned in the Sunnah وَتَغِيرُ الْأَسْمَى لَا يُغَيِّرُ الْحَقِيقَةِ changing your name does not change the reality of what you are we look at the principles of what they are, and in the Islamic, the 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 Ikhwan Muslimin, they are Khariji. They are from the Khawarij. They are Kharijin. They're from the Khawarij. Know this and memorize it. Which is why, Alhamdulillah, they've been banned in the Mamlakat Saudiya. 
The books of Sayyid Qutb has been banned. The books of Maududi has been banned. The books of Yusuf Qardawi has been banned. The books of Hassan al-Banna has been banned. Because these are the source of the terrorism, the killing, unlawful killing, oppression that has been occurring over the last 20 or so years. Which shows you the importance of studying this, this, this uh, principle here. That the Imam Ibn Abi Hatim has indeed narrated from his uncle and his father, Rahimahumullah Ta'ala. And that brings us to the final portion of today's lesson. And that is that the two Imams, they said, وَنَسْمَعُ وَنُطِعْ لِمَنْ وَاللَّهُ اللَّهُ أَزَوَجَلْ أَمْرَنَا وَلَا نَنْزِعُ يَدًا مِنْ طَاعَةً where they said, Rahimahumullah, and we hear and obey, listen to the dikka and the precision of his, uh, their statement. We hear and we obey those who Allah has placed our affairs in, and who Allah has placed as our rulers. This is from Allah. And we do not withdraw and remove ourselves from the state of obedience to them. This is an important principle. And regarding this Barakallah can we mention some, some, some points. The first point is that regarding obeying the ruler, hearing and obeying the ruler, we have to remember that obeying the ruler is restricted to obeying Allah Taala. Yani we obey the ruler in that which is in obedience to Allah. When you say mean, meaning, if the ruler says to do something, we do that which is in accordance to the obedience of Allah. We do that which is in accordance with the obedience of Allah. We mentioned the Messenger Sallallahu mentioned in the Hadith we mentioned before. أَلَا مَنْ وَلِيَ عَلَيْهِ وَالٍ فَرَأَهُ يَأْتِي شَيْئًا مِنْ مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ فَيَكْرَهُ مَا يَأْتِي مِنْ مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ Whoever Allah has placed as a ruler over you, if you see him doing something that is in the disobedience of Allah, you dislike it. You dislike the disobedience that has been done. But you do not remove yourself from that general obedience and allegiance to that ruler. And that is that you know, Barakalafikum, that yes, the ruler may order something that is in the disobedience of Allah, then in that he's not obeyed. But the ruler as well, Barakalafikum, does command that which is in obedience to Allah, and in that situation it's obligatory to obey him. As the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, Meaning obedience is that which is connected to the legislation. Now to clarify this further, we can mention some, some sub-points. We can say, Barakallahu Fikum, that the methodology of Ahl Sunnah The methodology of Ahl-Sunnah, as it relates to the ruler, it doesn't 
surpass three areas. It has to be within these three areas that I'm going to mention, inshallah. The first is if the ruler commands us with something that is indeed obligatory. Ya'mur bi wajib. He's commanded with something that is obligatory. Obligatory in the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the consensus. So it is obligatory upon us on top of that to obey that ruler. And that is in obedience to Allah and obedience to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second is if the ruler he commands his subject to do something that is preferred, something that is mandub, something that is mustahab, not obligatory, but it is preferred. Then even though in the Quran and the Sunnah, Barakallahu Fikum, it is preferred, this particular affair may be just preferred. But due to the fact that the ruler has commanded with doing this affair, it is now obligatory. And that is in obedience to the ruler. In obedience to the ruler. So the first is when it's obligatory in its essence. So it's obligatory to follow the command of the ruler because obviously it's obligatory in the Quran and the Sunnah. And therefore the obligation re-emphasizes due to the command given by the ruler. And the second is if it is not obligatory, it's actually recommended, it's mandub. But the ruler has commanded to do that uh, recommended act. It is now obligatory for one to fulfill that command because it's in obedience to the ruler. And the proof of this is the statement of Allah wa Ta'ala. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, ati'ullaha. Where he said subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Nisa O you who believe Obey Allah and obey the messenger And those who have been put in charge of you So it's obligatory to obey them It's an amr It is a command from Allah ta'ala Here in Surah An-Nisa which necessitates obligation to obey the ruler. And that is for those affairs that are not in the disobedience of Allah. Which brings us to the third category. The third is if the ruler commands the subject to do that which is in disobedience to Allah. And that has to be established that it is indeed disobedience to Allah established from the Quran established from the sunnah or the consensus not from your intellect and if it is established that this act that has been commanded by the ruler is opposing the quran and the sunnah and the consensus the ijma then that ruler is not obeyed in that thing he's not obeyed in that thing whether it's to do with riba interest or whether it's to do with any type of haram, muharramat, impermissible affairs that have been established that is impermissible. 
So in this third situation now, where he has commanded disobedience, what and how do we deal with that situation? As subjects, how do we deal with that situation? And in this situation, Barakallahu Fikum, we have three positions. We have three positions that we take in dealing with this situation. And in this, maintaining the obedience of Allah Tabarakallahu Ta'ala. The first is, okay, We do not obey him in that particular affair that's impermissible. That's number one. Number two, We do not make his mistakes public. Oh, did you see the ruler? He said this. How could he do this? Oh, we do not make it public. We remain silent. We do not incite the people against that ruler. Like the Khawarij. Like the Ikhwanis, when there is a mistake made by the ruler, they'll have it in public before the Times and the Daily Mail. They're quicker than journalists because they're eager for the ruler to make mistakes so they can justify their Khariji methodology. But our position in this affair is لا نشاهر أخطائه or لا نشاهر بأخطائه We do not make his mistakes spread and widespread and we do not in, incite the people against him. These are the two positions that we all can do. You Abdullah, you Amatullah, you can do this and you have to do this in order to maintain the statement of Allah Ta'ala in the Quran regarding how we treat the ruler and likewise the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam that has been mentioned previously. And do not publicize your advice, meaning the error that he may make, the ruler. We're able to do these two things. We don't do that particular disobedient act. And likewise, we do not make it public, his mistakes. The third one now is if someone has the ability to do this. And that is munasaha. Establishing advice. Advising the ruler. And this is usually done by those who have the qudra like the ulama. The likes of scholars. And the likes of Sheikh bin Baz in the past has been known that he advised the ruler. Rahimullah, Al-Alama ibn Baz, Rahimullah, he would advise the ruler. And likewise, the likes of Sheikh Muthaymin, the likes of Sheikh Saleh Fawzan. And I have witnessed, I have witnessed Al-Alama Rabi ibn Hadi in his room, advising the ruler of Dubai regarding a particular issue. He, he, he jotted down a knowledge-based advice with proofs and evidences 
an etiquette typed up sent to the ruler in the Emirates. I have witnessed this myself. This is how it's done. This is how the ulama, they deal with these affairs. They don't mention them in their durus. But rather they make dua for the ruler. They supplicate for the ruler. As Imam Ahmed rahimullahu ta'ala, he says, and also Fudayl ibn Iyad said the same statement, لَوْ كَانَ لِلْدَعْوَةُ مُسْتَجَابَ لَجَعَلْتُهَا Sultan. If I had a supplication, a dua that would be accepted, I would make that dua, that supplication for the ruler. I would make that supplication for the ruler. Due to the benefit of the ruler being obedient to Allah and its benefit to the mujtama, its benefit to society. These are the people who care. The scholars are the ones who care. Not these khawarij, these people who claim that they care by publicizing and speaking ill of the rulers in public. La. This etiquette of the scholars going to advice. And what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said? Ud'u ila sabila rabbik bil hikmah wal mawidatil hasana he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, call to the way of your Lord with wisdom. With wisdom. And Al-Alama Hamad al-Ansari, rahimullahu ta'ala, he said, call to the path of your Lord with wisdom. Wisdom meaning when you advise the scholars and you advise the rulers. You advise them with wisdom because of the status that they have. Because of the position that Allah has given them, the scholars and the rulers. They make mistakes. And I want to give us an example to my beloved brothers and sisters, which I've mentioned before. But there's no harm in repeating. And that is especially for the fathers amongst you. I'm going to ask a few questions. Do you obey Allah every single time in the house that you are in charge of? Do you obey Allah and you do that which is correct every single time regarding your wife and your children? When you make errors and you make mistakes in your household, how would you like your children, your wife and your children who are under your responsibility to react to your mistake? I'm sure that the fathers, there isn't anyone that will say, okay, I want my children to say, fine, okay. Abby, you've uh, done this which is wrong. And the wife says, husband, you've done this which is wrong. And we are not going to obey you ever again. And in fact, we're going to revolt against you. We're going to pick up knives and forks in the kitchen and attack you. No one would want that. Or would you like the wife with wisdom to say, dear husband, 
What you have done is in opposition to the Quran and the Sunnah. Or your child, who can advise you as well, will say to you, Dear Father, Ya Abati. Like Ibrahim said to his father, Ya Abati, let Abati Shaytan. Inna Shaytan kana li Rahmani Asiyah. Oh Father, do not worship Shaytan. Verily, Shaytan is a clear disobedient one to the merciful. Your son said to you, Ya, ya Father, Ya Abati, Dear Father. This is not correct. This is not what you've taught me. You've told me that Allah said this and you've done that which is in opposition to your father. Would you like the son to do it in front of the rest of the children? Would you like the wife to admonish you and advise you in front of the other children? In front of the neighbors? In front of your community? Put it on Twitter. My husband is disobedient to Allah. No, you wouldn't like that. وَكُلُّكُمْ رَاعِمْ Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَكُلُّ مَسْعُولٌ عَنْ رَاعِيَتِهِ He said in the hadith sallallahu alayhi wa sallam All of you are shepherds. Meaning the husband, the one in, in the job, the one who has responsibility over anyone. You are shepherds. And you are responsible for your herd. And this incorporates the ruler and incorporates anyone who has responsibility over others. So you're the same in general. No doubt that the severity is different. But the principle is the same. Call to the way of your Lord of Wisdom. This is the methodology of the Salaf. This is the methodology of the Sunnah. This is what Allah has commanded and legislated. Would you like other than that done to you? No, you wouldn't. There isn't anyone that says they would like that. So therefore, treat the ruler how you would like to be treated. Barakallahu feekum. La yu'minu ahadakum hatta yuhibba li'akhihi ma yuhibbu li'nafsihi. So this is the methodology, Barakallahu feekum, by Ahlul Sunnah. And we do not follow the way of the Khawarij. And that's what we're going to conclude with a beautiful statement from Imam Al-Ajuri, ta'ala, as it relates to the people of Khuruj, the Khawarij. And he mentions this in his Sharia, and I've made the lesson a bit long today, and to be quite honest, we need lessons to deal with this. Weeks and weeks of studying the methodology of the Salaf as it relates to the rulers. But due to time, inshallah ta'ala, we will mention a very nice and comprehensive statement Barakallahu feekum uh, from the uh, Imam Al-Ajuri Rahimullahu Ta'ala He says Rahimullah Lam yakhtalif al-ulama qadiman wa hadithan he says number one, let's, let's number it together inshallah to make it easy for us to consume this amazing advice from Imam al-Ajuri rahimullah. He says number one, that the scholars have never disobeyed, uh, disagreed. The present scholars and the scholars of the past have never and haven't disagreed. And al-khawarij qawmusu'in usatun lillahi ta'ala wa li rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
none from the scholars in the, in the present or the past have disagreed that the Khawarij are evil people, disobedient ones to Allah and the Messenger. That's number one. And number two, وَإِن صَلُّوا وَصَامُوا وَاجْتَهَدُوا فِي الْعِبَادَةِ فَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ بِنَافِعٍ لَهُمْ Number two, and even if they were to pray and fast and exhort effort in worship, if they were to pray and fast and exhort effort in worship, that does not benefit them. يُذْهِرُونَ الْأَمْرِ And number three, he says, نعم. Number three, they pretend to show commanding the good and forbidding the evil. And this is for the Khawarij, and also for the Mu'tazila. From their usul is Al-Amr bil-Ma'roof wa Nahi al-Munkar. From the fundamentals and foundations of the Mu'tazila, from the five main figure uh, points, they say that Commanding the good and forbidding the evil, which means revolting against the ruler. So they put, they, they in the parent and pretend to show that they're commanding the good and, the, and they're forbidding the evil. And that's not beneficial. No benefit for them. That's number three. And that is that he said that number four, that they are a people, this Khawarij. They are people who distort the meanings of the Quran to that which follows and is according to their desires. And number five, he said, and the mess- Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has warned us against the Khawarij. And the Messenger, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, has warned us against them. And likewise, the Khulafa Rashidin, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, radiyallahu anhum, they've warned us against the Khawarij. And likewise, the rest of the companions, radiyallahu anhum, has warned us against the Khawarij. And likewise, those after them that follow their way correctly from the Salaf and the ulama after them have warned us from the Khawarij. Number six. والخوارج هم شرات الأنجاس الأرجاس They are the, the Khawarij are evil and filthy. ومن كان على مذهبهم من سائل الخوارج يتوارثون هذا المذهب قديما وحديثا. Number seven, and that is that those who follow their methodology, the methodologies of the Khawarij, they inherited this from them. This filthy, disgusting methodology, oppressive hunger and addiction to blood. They inherited it from the Khawarij. Qadima wa haditha. Yakhrujuna al a'imma. Number eight. They revolt against the rulers, well, umara and the governors. That's number eight. Number nine, wa yastahiluna qatl al-Muslimin. 
And number nine is that they make it halal to fight the Muslims. فأراد عمر رضي الله عنه قتله فمنعه نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من قتله وأخبر أن هذا وأصحابا له يحقر أحدكم صلاته مع صلاته وصيامه مع صيامه يمرقون من الدين. And that is that the أصل and the origin. This is point number ten, I think. Now the أصل and the origin of these خوارج is a man, a man that disrespected the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam whilst the messenger was distributing the spoils of war the booty the spoils of war and this individual through quraysara he's called he said i'dal be fair in your distribution o muhammad i do not see that you're being fair and then the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said woe be to you if i'm not being fair then who is and when Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he heard this, he wanted to uh, strike him and kill him. And the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa said, stop, don't kill him, leave him. And then he said that this individual, the Quraysa, this individual, and those from the, his likes, meaning those to come afterwards, they will make your prayer, this is the point here, they will make your prayer deficient next to their prayer. And they will make their fasting deficient next to your fasting. But they will leave and, and, and exit from the deen as quick as the arrow exits from the game. Yani the bow and arrow, as quickly as the arrow exits, this is how they will exit from the deen. Leaving the legislation, leaving the sunnah. Barakallahu fikum. This is the khawarij. Look at all of these characteristics we see today. Idal, yeah, Muhammad. Oh, it's not fair. Okay, speak out. Oh, this is wrong. Speak out. And the Messenger وسلم, has told us that from his prodigies are individuals. And this is from the Alamut al Nabuwa. And this is from the signs of the Prophethood of Rasulullah. From his prodigies are individuals that would, due to their extremity and their ghulu, that their prayers will make your prayer look deficient. And on that note, there is a narration uh, that's just come to me from uh, the time of uh, the Salaf, in that a Khariji was praying, and he had, he had so much fear, excessive fear, he died in his prayer. He died in his prayer. But this was not done by the likes of Abu Bakr, was not done by the likes of Umar, Wala Uthman, Wala Ali, Wala Abdullah ibn Abbas, Wala Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Wala, 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 Wala Ahd min al-Sahaba radiallahu anhum, ajma'in. This was done from them because they have this extremity and that ghulu. They have that ghulu. But that was a khawarij of that time. The khawarij of that time, they at least they had a good ibadah or they had an apparent ibadah and they worked hard in worship. The Khawarij of this time don't even have beards. They're Musbil. Look at them. They are worse than the ones before. 
The ones before, they had some type of, of uh, religiosity, you can say, but they had extremity in it. And that worship that they showed and they displayed did not benefit them. Which is why, Barakalafikum, we do not look at people and say, okay, this person shakes his head, he moves it side to side, he looks like he's mutaki, he looks like he's really righteous, and then you think, yeah, he's jade, he's upon istiqama. No, we look at your methodology and your manhaj. Your methodology and your manhaj. What is your aqidah? What is your creed? What do you believe? Who are your, your, where are your sources of istidlal? Where do you get your religion from? And this is an important hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You feel that your prayer is deficient to that person. No, we don't judge you according to that. We judge you according to your methodology. The way you are. And there the Khawarij, as the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, They're the most despicable and evil of creation. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, They're the dogs of the hellfire. As we mentioned before, they exit the deen like the arrow exits from its game. The bow and arrow. And this is the way of the Khuraj in every way and every time. And Imam Al-Ajuri, he mentions this in, uh, in his Sharia of Al-Ajuri. And this is volume 1, long, beautiful statement, pages 136 to 138 important that we read this reflect upon this as we should reflect upon the statements of here the imams we don't see revolting and we don't believe revolting against the rulers permissible and we do not fight in times of turmoil between the believers we hear and we obey those who Allah has put in charge of us and we do not remove and withdraw ourselves from obedience to them and with this we conclude barakallahu feekum today's lesson uh, which has been extended as it relates to the aqeelah taraziyyain we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a tawfiq to implement that which we learn and to remain firm upon the sunnah and die upon salafiyyah. Ameen. Hadhullahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak. Ala nabiyyina Muhammadin. Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.